Aloha. Oh, because it's private. No. Are you drunk? Are you wasted for my no. talk show? But the mom must be drunk or something. Yes. She didn't notice yes. that there's a yes. guy. She just hit a bike. <laughs> No, Ed nailed it. He's not a boner, for sure. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. Episode 334. If you are not already subscribed... I was going to read the names of all the subscribers to our Red Circle page. I want to, like, give people shout outs. And I so I got a list. But then people are like, uh, yeah, I don't want you to read my night. It's fine. Like people like actually they're like, are you actually going to read those names? I don't like is that is it rude to do to congrat to say thank you to people that are giving us money? Um, so I don't know. Let me know if I shouldn't do that. Uh, but if you're not already a subscriber, please think about doing so redcircle.com go to the ballerlifestyle.com and click on the link there's a donation link at the very top of the page you can subscribe to the show five bucks a month to get all of our premium content please do that also if you would like to reach out we're talking about we're basically exclusively talking about movies these days um, reach out to us via the voicemail people love the voicemail 949-464-TBLS as well you can leave us a, a send us an email mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com uh, Justin Justin Turner just got robbed I am joined now former Oriole uh, I am joined now as I am pretty much every week when he was not on vacation by Mr. Ed Daly Ed what's up buddy hey um, uh, Justin Turner when you see pictures of him on the it's Orioles crazy. He, doesn't, he doesn't look he looked He's all clean cut. It's weird looking. Yeah. And he's like kind of like had like a fat face, like, yeah. you know, because he's young. You know, he kind of had baby fat still. And now because oh, yeah, I think he's boy. like, yeah, I think he's like 37 now. He didn't. Yeah, he was a boy on the Orioles. Right. Um, well, he just got robbed with one. Um, Ed, good to have you back. Ed has a book, by the way, Amazon.com Heroes and Jerks. Go buy Ed's book. Ed, how's it going? How's your vacay? It's it, uh, vacation was good. Um, I will say I I do appreciate it. I've gotten some more um, um, positive um, Review, <laughs> reviews, reviews on Amazon. Yep, yep. But um, I will say that the kind of jokes we do on the show, yeah, just keep in mind there are a couple of them, just a couple that are maybe thinking the show overlaps to my book and. You know, the reason those reviews are on there oh. and it's good to have good reviews <laughs> is for people to like read it who don't follow me on the show and know. And I know it's funny, but it's not funny because I had a reporter ask me about something. Loud comers? No, it was about it was asking me, like, I see Guy Fieri is written in here, but it's not. And it's like, I get it. I know you're breaking my balls. And like, yeah. you, but you, you by the way, you can edit your Amazon comments. So I would really appreciate it if the people who go cool. and like, yeah. And like, it was, you know, everybody's being very nice. Everybody's giving me five stars. And right. I know like we've got, I've, I've gotten some pot five star reviews from, um, 
MAGA people, and I know that they're doing it just to be kind to me because, you know, my, my opinions on Trump are known. Um, so everybody's being really nice. But, the you know, one review is like, hey, where's all the dong talking? It's like, guys, you know, like, I, I appreciate you gave me five stars, but like that's not helpful when somebody's like clicking to figure out if this is the book for them. And they're like, where's all the dicks? Like, I, I keep it funny but yes. I, it's different there's a i'm putting on a different hat i i off for this show i'm i am being pretty authentic to who i am like it's i'm not like you know how howard stern would be like well you know the howard stern off the air is totally different like i'm not I, this is yes. me this is how i talk to my friends sure. however when i'm trying to sell a book it's almost like you know you're you're interviewing for somebody like you don't you don't talk about dicks in that scenario no not in your history book so I, you know, I'm trying to, to I'm trying to, I, I, I show personality in the book, but mm. I'm, I'm not talking about dicks. I mean, mm. Yeah. We got to separate. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple things that we got. Sure. You, we've talked over the years about our, or well, my, my very much disdain for the unwritten rules of baseball. But last oh, yeah. night with Tatis Jr. Wasn't his dad the uh, good friend of uh, Buck? I mean, I feel like that's an urban legend, much like Kevin Costner and Cal Ripken's wife. Gotcha. I think, but, yes. But, but that is his dad. Uh, yeah. regard, did, I, I was just trying to figure out if that if his dad was the one that was friends with him. Right. Um, but I read a controversial Grand Slam at the end of the game, and the unwritten rule is... They were up big and a 3-0 pitch you're not supposed to swing at if you I mean, they threw, threw a meatball for them. Yeah, and they were up big. They were up seven runs. I mean, that's that's a big lead, but, was, but you but could have a five. Seventh, right. You could have a five run inning, inning easily. In something like something like in the last 20 years, there have been 30 games, 40 games where somebody scored eight runs in the in the last two innings. Yeah. 50 games, something crazy. And it's like, but regardless of that, if you're up 25 to nothing, and by the way, those Rangers who are complaining, I remember about 20 years ago when they beat the Orioles like 30 to three. Right. I know nobody was on the team then, but that franchise, I don't remember hearing one person complain. If you're up 70 runs and somebody throws the ball over the plate, you got to swing the bat. You have to swing it. Yeah. If you really wanted to walk the guy, there's an intentional walk. Right. Send him down. But I mean, and and I saw somebody write, you know, Tatis is 21 years old. He can't pick where he plays for another five years. Yeah. Six. He and he's going to try to earn based on his stats. He threw him a fucking meatball. He should be allowed to throw. I mean, they immediately threw at Machado the next pitch. Yeah. But like, why? What? What? What are we doing here? You're not going to find me disagreeing. The, uh, I mean, this this kid's he's having an MVP season. He might be the best player in baseball right now. Like, he's got to do what he can do. This is you get paid on performance in this game. He's he just got stats. four more RBI and a fucking another home run. Like, what's right, what's he supposed are, those to do? Are stats that that count. Yeah, be um, less shitty. Here's the thing: you got don't want guys to hit home runs off you, grand slams off off you late in the game. Don't put three guys on base when the best fucking hitters coming up. And, uh, and also baseball itself lends itself to a one-on-one performance. 
where a guy is punished if he, I mean, what are you supposed to let him just go down looking? I mean, I understand it was three Oh, but like what, what is, so if he takes a strike, then he hits the grand slam, everything's cool. Exactly. It's stupid. No, it's stupid. It's not like, it's not like football where you're up big with five seconds left and you throw a bomb like that's that's different baseball they throw over the plate and what's the guy what's he supposed to do he's supposed to swing Uh, like a couple years ago yes the trojans were destroying the bruins and late in the game rick neuheisel called because he was an idiot called a timeout for some reason and then pete carroll faked taking a knee they were up by like 30 with like a few seconds left in the game. He faked taking a knee and then threw a bomb. I mean, that's a fucking douche move right there. Right. But, and, and we talked about, and you know, I, I was ultimately pretty, I'm a fan of Megan Rapinoe, but when they were in that world cup, where they beat some team, like 15, nothing Thailand towards the end. I mean, unless Thailand did some shitty thing to them, right what I was arguing then is like in the flow of the game, you don't need to score the 15th goal against them. Well, that, and that's, you're basically, you're not even in the same league of, te- right. you, you know, you're like, that's, that's like the, um, the dream team versus Angola. But, but you, you let Christian Leitner play for a while, you know, but, but individual stats really, I mean, goals are, are one thing, but like in an early world cup game or in, late in a, it just doesn't matter. The baseball, they get paid on their stats. Yeah, for sure. Threw it over the plate. Fuck. I mean, fuck the right. Rangers. Whatever. Um, I also want to say that I am very tired of people talking about. Hey, they're gonna mess with the post office. They're gonna they're gonna mess with uh, the election. At this point, it's done. I mean, I haven't gotten like regular mail. Like in a timely matter, everybody knows what's happening. How about some solutions? Yeah. I mean, I, I hear no solutions. I just hear, hey, he's he's going to mess with our democracy. It's it's done. The post office right now, they're already like been given strict uh, guidelines. I, I want to hear solutions. I don't want to read another article about how this could be a problem. This could be this could be an issue. Yeah, it, this it is, is this is why we elect people. This is why we have to elect different people. Because if you want people that fucking care about democracy to do something about it, you need to find people that care about democracy and put them in office. It absolutely is crazy because ev- everybody likes the post office. I don't I don't understand what happened. Fucking people love the post office. Love, love my mail carrier. I, I, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Who doesn't love the post office? Oh, I love it. I love the post office. My shit comes on time. The shit I order. But I, 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 do, I they deliver heard. it. And, and, you know, that's not political. Who Everyone, everyone gets it. Ma- service. You can, t- you can write, you can put a piece of paper or several pieces of paper in an envelope and you can fucking put it outside your front door and for 50 cents, they will take it anywhere in the country. Think about that for a second. Just think also, about that. Just what like a timely matter. Yes. I mean, there's such an I've never I mean, you, you have the occasional like very occasional something goes wrong with the mail. But for the most part, like everything yeah. you send, I can't remember like what I mean, most bills are online now. But uh, 
but there, you know, I know I didn't have like, oh, we didn't get your check or whatever, right. you know, whatever. When you had to do that, like, no, it's, it's stunning it's how ridiculous. consistent they are. How, yeah. How, and you, people are like privatize. Everybody wants to privatize everything. Privatize, privatize. Private. So think of like <laughs> gangs in New York days when they had the privatized uh, fire department. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you privatize it. And guess what? Then you get prioritized on what, you know, whether you matter or not. It is that's that is disaster. If you're in a place that's kind of hard to get to, do you think a fucking private company is going to bring some shit to your house for 50 cents? Get the fuck out of here. And everybody uses it for a million reasons, like voting, mm -hmm. like it's it, voting is just one small thing. Right. Somebody, somebody, uh, I don't know if it, it sounds believable, but I, you know, I'm just reading a tweet, but somebody said if every American uh, voted by mail, it would be one twentieth of the amount of mail sent like Christmas card season, holiday card sure. season. Sure. One twentieth. Yeah, it it, and they handle it every year. It should People be. People get my card. Like it's, it's insane. It should be compulsory. It should be the way we do it. Right. Send it in the fucking mail. Luckily, luckily for me, is I've been voting absentee. I don't know, like oh, as long as I've been voting, but almost exclusively. I forget to mail it back. So I always have to go on election day and drop off my pre-filled out absentee ballot. So I won't be affected by the That's, that's how New Jersey office. is yeah. doing it. There's no boots anymore. Yeah. They, they mail you the ballot. And I guess it, you could get another one at the yes, station, but I'll take a provisional. But, uh, and you know, no matter <laughs> our, our states, that yes. bozo is going to lose by 20 points. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't so matter. It's not, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, it's um, anybody, anybody, anybody just, that wants to make it harder to vote. They want to make it harder to vote for a reason because they benefit from that. Right. But I, I mean, I heard the argument and it's a pretty good one. They're like, well, that's just part of what it's used for. People drive to vote. Are you going to just start fucking up all the roads? Like, it's a weird thing. Everybody uses the post office just like everybody uses roads. You don't you wouldn't fuck with that. Well, they it's do. The but they do. They've been fucking with that for years. They just make it so there aren't as many places to vote where people right. don't vote there for their guy. There are a million guy. ways to suppress. Yeah. We know who wants to suppress. But don't fuck with the mail because that's not the only right. thing the mail is used for. Yeah. Fuck with the fuck with voting a different way. Leave the mail alone. I get you. I agree with you. Yeah, we love we love the post office. Um, <laughs> yes, that's. That's it. Uh, so we're I was, we're doing a movie today. Yeah, and who? Where did this come from? Oh, I, hold I, on, I, just hold on. We're not to it yet. Okay, okay. I'll get your. Got, I'll get your. Got, yeah, I, I got gripes. Yeah, well, that's the point. Multiple gripes. So, so a lot of people have been hitting us up to the, do this movie, and I thought I would do something fun. I was like, certain people have. Oh my god, this fucking idiot. Oh my god, it's not ringing. I've been waiting. Oh my god. So certain people have been hitting us up to do this one specific movie. 1986's BMX, teenage BMX movie, Rad. And the, one of the loudest voices was, he's, yes, he's the same guy. One of the guys that got us to do Howard the Duck is uh, Twitter friend Telly Tuput. So I'm like, he's the Howard the Duck guy. Yes. So I'm like, what if we got Telly Tuput? What if we got him to participate in the show and he could talk about his favorite movie Rad with us? And I've been calling him for fucking twenty minutes and getting his voicemail. So now, so we started the show without him. Now, I, so finally, I DM'd him, 
And he's like, I just, just what I just said. It's not ringing. I've been waiting. Shit. Just fixed it. Sorry. So let's call him now and we'll, and we'll get on with this now that he's held us up. It's, uh, I just figured he'd been filibustering so he, yeah. he can, uh, yeah, we started without him. Hey buddy. Sorry about that. Friend of the show, Telly Tupa joins us. Ed, say hi to Telly. Telly, did yeah. I do I have this correct? You were the one who suggested Howard the Duck, also. Yeah. I it was oh so if it's private, it doesn't come through. Sorry. What? what? Oh, because it's private. No, are you drunk? Are you wasted for my no. talk show? Oh, but he had, he asked you about Howard the Duck. You were the one that suggested oh. we review Howard the Duck on the show, and you happen to think Howard the Duck is a good movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The noise. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, my God. Hold on. We're on the air here. All right. You there? Okay. Sorry. Oh, my God. Blast. Oh, boy. So, Telly, you, um, last you joined us here on the show was when you lost your Twitter account for threatening to murder a bookmaker who disrespected Tiger Woods. Is that correct? Patty Power, I believe. Patty Power, yes. Patty Power, yep. Just over a year ago. Yeah, just R.I.P. Telly Two Putts. Now Telly Two Putt. Well, we're happy to have you here. Let's let's knock out some voicemails. You can hang in, and then we're going to talk about Rad, okay? Sounds good. All right. He's so easy to hate. Your time he likes to waste. His calls are far from great. His calls are far from great. He's such a stupid fuck. He seems down on his luck. His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus so fucking boring. And worthless, but he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish, 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 ish. His thoughts are useless, shit, 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 shit. Okay, a couple quick voicemails. Hold on. This one might sound familiar. Here, look at this. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Easy Ed Daily. Hey, what's up? It's Telly Tupac. So... Wow, this is actually a pretty good story. So, you guys know. So, Telly, before I continue, give me just <laughs> give me a, just a brief synopsis of the amount of alcohol imbibed prior to ma- making this one. Yeah. How many claws? This was 13 days ago. I'm, I'm glad you saved it until, until today. Well, we haven't done a show. Um, yeah, I was really, really, really drunk. Really drunk. And oh. it, it, I think this goes on for a while. Yeah, it's pretty long, two minutes, but you're here, so you can walk us through. Let's let's listen to a little bit more from Telly Two Putts. Two Putt. Oh, my God. Someone's calling me on the line. No. Let me see if I can fucking pull him in. What the fuck is this? Oh, my God. It's a long pause. Oh, I thought you stopped. I probably, probably put you on hold. You're trying to conference somebody on my fucking voicemail? <laughs> what is happening here? Boy. I thought Howard the Duck was bad. Jesus. 
no. It's just wow. S- silence. But I see there's more. My guess. This is just crazy. This is insane. What's <laughs> happening? Are you gonna talk again? All right. I don't know. I don't know. for money. Oh, here we go. Xbox. But here's the deal. Old girl fucking walk off. Thinks he's funny about that. She was fucking young. Oh no! Uh, oh, twenty fucking three. Oh no! But she's Hold on, let me let me fucking let me translate for telling. I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna explain it to you. This is just so hard. See, people aren't good communicators, so they need it needs to go through somebody that knows how to communicate. Me. What he's saying in his fucking drunk language is that his friend on Twitter walk off HBP guy. Guy was a pike, known to butt chug. He makes fun of Telly because Telly likes him young. And Telly does like him young. And we're not saying Chris D'Elia young, right? We're saying, like, of age, but too young for Telly. Telly, what are you, about 39? Yeah, close enough. Close she, enough. She was 23. 20, that's too young. But it's, it's legal. So you're trying to explain that you like a, a 23-year-old Asian chick. No, she's and like 27. 27? Okay. Well, let's see what you have to say. Walk up is secretly fucking racist. <laughs> he always what? talks about how young she looks. Well done. But she was working today. Like when I when I showed up at league and I'm like, oh who's this God. chick? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, it's fucking Katie. Who cares? And I was fucking stunned because she's engaged. Oh. She's in the Air Force or the FBI. I don't even know. Either. Mm-hmm. Air, Air Force, Force or FBI. Or FBI. Yep. It's crazy. And she's just started working back at the course here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But does the FBI not pay well I'm enough? Fucking blown away. Yeah, she's got she's got a double time as a cart girl. Back. Yeah. I mean, it was good. I mean, she's obviously nice to me. But oh my god. I guarantee you she would fucking kill Paul. She's she too much taller than Paul. Okay. So, let me let me explain. Some chick you used to bang or have banged is has returned to the golf club that you play at. And it's a little awkward because she's, she's serving claws out of the cart, but it was fine. And you think your friend Paul from Twitter is kind of jealous. Is that what you're saying? No. So oh she's God. the one that started the whole Kelly, like some young shit. Oh, because I sent out a picture of her standing next to like this weed plant that was growing on the golf course. I've seen this chick. You you made a picture of her Instagram. Your leg man. She's got very long legs. No 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 no. Oh not her. No. She's oh. about five two. Mm-hmm. Little Asian chick. Spinner. And there was her picture of her standing next to this marijuana plant. And yeah. I should have never tweeted out that picture because those guys went nuts with it. Yeah, they did. Paul, Chalitsky, all those guys. All right. Well, and good. They've never. Yes. Four years later, they still haven't let it go. Yes. Well, that's that's on you. That's on you, Telly. Got to do better. Also, great call. Let's let's try to yeah, tighten that up next time. That was a real gem. Yeah. Let's don't put us on hold for forty five you know seconds, what? and then have Manuel to we have to call and be like, yes. you got to tighten your shit up. I think there. It looks like Manuel did call. So it's just this is it's started off badly. Let's see if yeah. this next person can get us back on track. Hey guys, Luke from Fort Collins. See, Luke for, from Fort Collins. He knows. He's a great caller. Do you know now, Telly? You live n- near the Fort Collins area, right? Are you Are you and Luke acquainted? Do you go to the best cigar shop in Fort Collins ever? <laughs> no, but I, I do know the cigar. I actually work in Fort Collins. Yeah. Um, 
and live basically a mile outside of Oklahoma. Wow. Well, so, we, maybe you guys can have a meetup. Uh, let's see what Lucas yeah, says. Cigar shop. Yeah. Um, I've got this older coworker who's got mild Tourette's. He just says bizarre things from time to time. He said once, Hey, Lukey, there's a story going around that, that Huey Lewis has a, a big wiener. So based what? on this theory, is it possible that Huey is the Back to the Future 2 loud comer? Wow. How? <laughs> Oh, we didn't do that one, did we? We didn't. Um, yeah, I think that's common knowledge. We once talked about a cocktail, a, a, a famous cocktail in Canada, the, the Huey Lewis, that's just two tall boys taped together. Because Huey Lewis is just known to be just packing quite a hammer. He's he's hung like the all outdoors. I think that's uh, that's commonly known. What's Ed, back, we, d- we did do Back to the Future Part 2. We forgot to uh, rate... I think this one goes chalk. Yeah, it's got to be... Brown. Who? Doc, Doc Brown? Brown? Oh, no, no. I mean, yes, he, I could see him being or a very large... You're saying Biff. Oh, Biff! Biff. Ma- like, future <laughs> Biff. You know what? Yeah, yeah, Biff, that's right. Future <laughs> Biff was the biggest over-actor yes. on Earth. He's... He, you're right, you're right. So, you guys should go back and listen to that. Episode 332... Um, reality, Steve might be, he's the, the internet's foremost bachelor expert, but he might be the world's foremost back to the future part two historian. I mean, he knows every fucking detail. You see some crazy shit. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm on the fence of what the best one is. What? No, no. Well, he loves gambling. He loves anything to do with gambling. Okay, what? Yes. Uh, t- Telly Two Putts, Back to the Future Part 2. Who who would you have as the loudest comer in Back to the Future Part 2? Probably uh, Old Man Biff. Old Man Biff. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. So that's, yeah, Future Biff. 2015 Biff. Yes. I was, I was well, you got to figure. Griff. Yeah. I was talking about Griff. He, Oh, Griff. Oh, no, Griff. Yeah, Griff is a very loud comer. I could picture him being the loudest comer. Yes. Telly, you were going to say? Well, you got to figure at this point, the guy, he's had all the money in the world. Yeah. And he's probably done a lot of shit. Right. Oh, you're talking about the Trump version, not the old man, like the guy who hands him the... Yeah, yeah, the Trump version. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Okay. We're on the same page there. But I I had forgotten about Griff, but Griff had that weird... He did... He had this affectation to his voice. So that could be... He could really... He could... Like, Griff could be like the dog whistle of comers. You're like... He's he's like so squeaky that all the dogs in the neighborhood start barking and maybe like nobody notices that he's ejaculating that's actually in the room with him. But all the animals, all the squirrels start running around. It's like when there's about to be an earthquake, you know, all the cats kind of fucking scatter like because they can hear uh, uh, the pitch of Griff and they're the only ones that can't. Um, but yes, Huey Lewis, big old dong. OK, let's do another one here. Also from the. OK, hold on. Wait, this could be like spam. There's no transcription, so hold on. Yeah, Chinese. Sorry. Okay, uh, one more. Probably Shen Yun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked about that. Uh, okay, this this is a familiar voice. Bright, bright, easy, Eduardo. What up? Hey, man. So we're five to six months into this pandemic, and I keep hearing people complaining about masks and why we should wear masks. 
I mean, it's pretty simple, guys. We're trying to help prevent. Prevent, uh, the precursor to prevention, spread a deadly disease that is airborne and highly infectious, okay? Your breathing apparatus being covered yeah, it helps. helps you to sure. not spread it out. To but, people. Manuel, everybody knows that. It's not, they're not, it's just yeah. a political thing. They don't care. They don't care about spreading a deadly virus around. They just don't care. They don't or care others. that people might get they it. They don't care yeah. about others. Yeah, exactly. People, and it also helps to not ingest it. Yeah, believe it or not, if you cover your mouth and your nose, you'll breathe certain things in. Go figure, huh? What a mind blower. Yeah. And for you other asshats okay. and jaggers every damn day yeah. with your mask under your nose. Well, that's stupid. Don't even wear the fucking mask then, you idiot. Yeah. I mean, not only do you look stupid because you don't know how to put on a damn mask, but it's ineffective. And you're walking around just as recklessly as these other ass right. who claim. Okay, we're with you. Thank you for that, Manuel. Uh, oh, wait, one more. The one, the one thing I would say, I, I, I will disagree with him. Oh. Look, you, you should cover everything. Yeah. But covering your mouth. That's the number one. That's the number one. Yeah. Covering your mouth is still good for me if your mouth, because when people talk, that's where the, things come right. out. Yeah, the droplets. So everybody just cover everything. We get it. But like, don't listen to Manuel that if you're not going to cover your nose, don't cover it at all. Yeah. No, no, no. That's bad advice. Yeah, if you're and no one's saying fucking cover your stupid mouth in your fucking living room. Just when you're around people. Right. When you're at the grocery store where there's people. When you're and at the fucking library. Think of the percentage of people that are just really ugly. Yes. It's been a good, it's been a good run of not having to look at ugly people. Yeah. I go, I go get a, uh, breakfast sandwich at the deli across the street from my office i fucking walk across the street when i get to the deli i pull a fucking little thing over my face i go inside i do my transaction i walk out i take the fucking thing off my face and walk back into my fucking office you know like it just it's easy it's not it's not a hassle it's not a political statement okay one more voicemail yo can we get more malls molly is amazing i think uh we're due for a little reboot on that (laughs) pop culture segment all right keep it baller <laughs> i don't know who that is i don't think we'll be rebooting the pop culture segment but uh we were happy to have uh molly mcalear join us for an episode and she'll probably pop in and out and uh, i'm on her show occasionally so check that out thank you for that uh okay let's do uh one quick email and then we'll move on dear ed and brad I need some help. Recently, I had a score, maybe the best of my life. An extremely attractive blonde with a killer body, and I hooked up for a fun evening at my place. The sex, the sex was off the charts good. Everything was epic. Maybe an all-time great. Happy for this person. She stayed the night, and in the a.m., she woke up, brushed her teeth, and came back for more. Oh, she's double dipping. I thought per... Is he implying he didn't brush his teeth? Well, hold on. We're not there yet. Okay. 
I thought perhaps I was in heaven. As a gentleman, before I engaged in an AM romp, where you guys at on morning sex, by the way? Ed Daly, your thoughts? Morning sex, yay or nay? Well, if I, if, I'll take it whenever I can get it. Sure. But, yeah. but are you saying, implying if you went to bed right after it? And then you wake up. No, no. I'm saying best times of the day to have sex. Where do you rate the morning? First thing in the morning. Where are you at on morning sessions? I'm very high on it because I think I'm at my best. I I have a drained battery by the end of the day. Peak testosterone in the morning. Interesting. Telly Tupac, you're probably too wasted at night to make a decent performance. Do you feel like you are also better in the morning? You give a good morning session to your uh, bar slice. I prefer it. I prefer, prefer the morning. 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 Prefer the morning. Um, and morning's not my favorite. I feel like I peak in the afternoon. I don't know. I just feel like I'm best. I like the, I like, I like banging in the daylight first and foremost, but I feel like my dick doesn't quite wake up. Like it wakes up and it works, but I just feel like it's not as sensitive as it could be in the morning. And a lot of times I'm fucking working out the jackhammer style first thing. And it's just, there's no finishing. There's just no, you know, I'm cutting glass there, but there's no, uh, there's no end to it. So I I prefer the afternoon. Yeah. No, You're first. one time for 24 hour guys, right? I, sometimes I'll go two. sometimes I'll go two. it depends. I want, I, I don't, I like it to be special. So I don't, no. I'm not into a quickie. If you know what I mean? I like everybody to get their cookie and have a little fun and make it nice. So, and I, so I don't, I'm not into doing like a five minute session. I'm into doing like a 45 minute session where everybody's feeling really good maybe multiple times. And I just, I don't feel like I get that in the morning. Plus I like to be fresh. I like to have a shower. I like my teeth brushed, yeah. you know, all shower of that. in the morning. Right? Yeah, of course. Uh, well, no, not a shower. Oh, you, just, you got caught. I usually shower in the afternoon or the evening. Uh, okay. Let's, we'll continue. I got up to brush my teeth. Oh, as a gentleman, before I engaged in an AM romp, I got up to brush my teeth. However, it quickly became apparent to me that she did more than brush her teeth in my bathroom. (laughs) I was soon overcome with a smell that I can only describe as the odor of a dead rotting animal. When I, Oh man. When I lifted the lid to the toilet, I noticed there were grease marks in the bowl. She skidded the pan? Oh, man. I flushed the toilet again, but somehow they would not dissipate. I don't like these words, guys. And streaked along the bowl, demarcating their place in my toilet. Naturally, I lost my urge for a morning romp. And when when I returned from the bathroom told her that I forgot I had to get somewhere and I drove her home. The goodbye in the car was somewhat awkward. As the days passed, the smell and marks are fading from my memory and the thought of the very not sex is dominating my thoughts. She has called a few times since that day. 
How do I proceed? Please, I need your astute relationship advice. That's from Confused Canard in Kansas. Cool. Canard. Canard. Good to have you back, buddy. Yeah, back in the fold. Yeah. Canard, well, one thing I'll say is, yeah. I mean, he's, he's describing a disaster. Horrible, but horrible. You do, you do have to understand that there are <laughs> it's it was unfortunate how it unfolded yes. but i mean it, she does have a normal functioning body mm, that's kind of gross in my opinion like it's, it's not it's not ideal no no it's, i'm not i'm not i'm not saying it's ideal it's tough like I'm just saying yes. it was a tough situation that like if you liked everything else yeah if if all of a sudden this happened a second time yeah like I don't know. I to me, it would have to be. He was there, yeah. So he would know if it was deal breaker quality. I, um, what I question is, there were no courtesy flushes. Like, yeah, Yeah. that is is a problem. Also, we don't know. Does Canard maybe have a second bathroom? Like, could she have thought about it, bounced out to an adjacent? restroom done her business there where canard may not have discovered it right away it helps yeah Yeah. oh interesting oh interesting telly you bring home a lot of young slays from the bar we know you're very you're very dynamic sexually you're not not enough to cause any strokes but we know that you're a single dude. You like to play golf. You like to go to college bars. You like to live in college towns. I believe you got a vasectomy at a young age just so you could rock and fire. Tell us. You know, you wow. share a hotel room with a girl. Yeah. It can happen. Yes. But you have to know if you follow her in, that's, that's a possibility. So you got you to gotta give it time just in case. You know what? You know, she probably turn the shower on. She probably... Or I guess she was brushing her teeth, so the water is running. Yep. You know she's doing something there. Yep. That's on you for falling in. Yeah. yeah. She, post, me post-quarantine, yeah. that's not going to stop me. Right. I, I'm a new man post-quarantine. Oh, interesting. That's, yeah. That's it, not stopping It's So I, I would agree that it is kind of on canard. I mean, they probably were out getting boozed up the night before. So a lot of times this can be the, the evolution of that, that kind of behavior. But from the girl's perspective, like maybe just, you know, make it seem like you, that's not what you're doing in there. Make, just make an attempt like that match. Maybe, maybe there's a little ode to toilet in there that you can spray. I would say I, if, if that happened, I would poke my head out if I were her and go, you know what, babe, I'd like to get. I'd like to get some of that good canard dick again, but I'm just going to freshen up here. I'm going to take a little shower because then the steaming of the bathroom could clear out any odors that were made. And also yeah, that's true. just clean that bowl, girl, like do something about it. Make it happen. Yeah, The, the fact that she didn't yeah. want, she's yes. courtesy or look behind. Yes, yes. But at the same time, I'm feeling kind of sorry for her because it seemed like she checked a lot of boxes. Right. You know, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's why I'm not in favor of punishing her over one bad moment. 
yeah, I, I kind of could b- go both ways. I personally, I like to keep it sexy. I like to keep that. Everybody keep that stuff to their sel- themselves as, as best they can. I'm, you know, it happens that sometimes you can't, but you got to do a little, you know, do a little recovery on it. Do, do the best you can. Use, I don't even use the master bathroom. That's smart. That's smart. So yeah. I'm, I'm with you that I, we, yeah. there's no, there's no like, Hey, we're, we're having a free for all people brushing teeth while other things are going on. Like we're not one of those yeah. couples No, but I, at the Good. same time, I feel like mistakes were made in Kennard's situation. I agree. I agree. It's, it's definitely not all on the girl. I would say she could have done some things differently, not like her body functions just as normally as everybody else's. So I'm not blaming her for really needing to do that in that situation. It's not her fault. She could have done a little bit better cleaning up, but Kennard could be a little more understanding here, especially it seems like she's a pretty cool chick. Yeah. Either she felt really comfortable yeah, or she really had to go. It I was think, one or two things. Yeah. I think it's B. I think it's a B situation where it's just that, you know, she probably had some bunch of vodka Red Bulls the night before, like Telly likes to drink and they just, she had to let it go. She just, she couldn't hold it in. Uh, okay, Th- Canard, keep us updated, buddy. I'm gonna need gonna need more info on that. Let us know. Okay, 1986, the movie's rad. Here's the trailer. His name is Crew. Hey, good looking. BMX is his world. I don't know why this isn't louder. Is his way of life. The world would be a lot better off without. Mr. Hand. Somebody needed a paycheck. Big time. This is a very important race. The very finest riders in the country are here riding for some $100,000. Hell track in this big town. The twins are troubling. <laughs> At the dance scene. Yeah. I don't want to hear any more about it. Adrian Balboa being the typical downer. He's nothing next to Bart Taylor. He's got the I just realized that the kid that says he's nothing next to Bart Taylor is wearing a Bart Taylor shirt. <laughs> what? Okay, hold on. We'll talk more. I'll, I'll stop talking. And he's going to prove it. I've never seen this raw determination and talent one kid. Against the factory hotshots. Looks like the local yokel's going to race after all. It's going to take a miracle to beat this guy. Against the big money fixers. All you have to a lot of big money in BMX. Against impossible odds. Yeah. This guy doesn't even stand a chance. Lori Laughlin, yeah, yeah. equally hot today as she was in 1986. The woman is a unicorn. Hell track. Does that flip at the end? Rad. So, Ed, you'd never seen Rad. Of course, I did as a child. I remember going, I think, pretty sure I saw this in the theater. It was a big deal to my friends. It's in the vein of the Karate Kid. Uh, mm, this was not nearly. Hold on, hold on. It's big. the same kind of movie, though. It's yes. a, it's a, it's a sports theme where a kid succeeds against the odds. So it's like North Shore. This, this was a genre of I film in this, the eighties. Yes. Yeah, yes. it was a genre. Yes, this, yeah, this was a, a niche. North Shore kind of movie. Absolutely. I saw it. It was a, it was a big deal. I remember lots of kids at school talking about hell track all the time. Ed, this was your first viewing of rad. Give us your thoughts. You obviously loved it, right? <laughs> I mean, this movie, it was crazy because it was only like an hour 27. And I felt like there was a race in the middle that I was excited. Cause it was the end. 
And then it was only halfway through. No, that was the prelims to get into yeah, the final. It, trust me. I was I was ready for it to end then. Um, it was a Hal Needham film, which I mean, that's Burt Reynolds stunt double was the director. So, right. I, you know, uh, Jason Schwartzman's dad. Jack Schwartzman. About, yeah. Made the movie, named his production company after Talia Shire. And uh, then their marriage crumbled. So. I'm guessing that 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 uh, company name didn't last, but I assume this is a guy trying to impress his kid like, hey, I'm, I'm going to make a BMX movie. But the whole premise was that BMX was that big of a deal. I mean, it definitely was a thing, but even where it was, it was a thing like yes. me and my friends, we would we would like yeah. ride over some jumps and shit. Right. But there wasn't a commercial aspect to it. Nobody gave a shit. Well, there was no, not definitely not to the level that they made it seem in this movie. There were definitely like I had friends that raced. I had a, a bunch of friends that raced, but it was a very niche thing. Oh, my God. Double off the wall. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't wasn't nearly as big as they tried to make it seem. And this movie was just crazy. Where there was like fans and a hundred thousand dollar prize money. And just it was crazy. Telly Tupac, tell us, you grew up obviously riding BMX in the hills of the Rocky Mountains up there. You're a big Rad fan. Tell us your experience with Rad. What do you love about this movie? Why did you want us to review it? I love everything about it. It's the perfect 80s movie. It is like in the vein of Karate Kid. Um, I, for me, like I watched this so many times like growing up. Like We were big into Supercross, motocross. Yeah. But this is like, this fell in there and then we all were into BMX and loved, I love this movie. Do you remember, do you remember what BMX bike you had? What was your moat of all, of all the bikes you may have had? What was your favorite BMX bike that you owned? What was your brand? I think I had a Hutch. A Hutch? I think I had a Hutch. Oh, a Hutch is a badass bike. I had a Schwinn Predator, which is kind of weak. I'll be honest. I think I had, I think I might've had a. I think I had a mongoose. Oh, mongoose is a good bike too. Mongoose was mongoose was the uh, sp- sponsor yeah, of the movie. It, yeah. Does anyone know why mongoose signed off? I get that their name is mentioned a lot, but the biggest asshole of the movie is the head. Right. Of mongoose. There's mongoose was all the villains in the movie were wearing mongoose shit. Like they looked but pretty the, badass the, though. I worked for mongoose. Yeah. was like, he was <laughs> like the evil person. Yeah. He was like the president of the company. It was weird. Which oh, is that- weird. What's that? That mongoose outfit. The fire. one that Bart Taylor wears, fire. the black one. It's fire. fire. It's fire. It's fire. pure fire. Um, and it's weird. What prompted me to want to review this movie is just last week or a couple weeks ago, there was an article in Vulture about it where they talk all about it. In March of 1986, a sports, it tells you the whole story, a sports movie called Rad hit U.S. theaters directed by the iconic stuntman Hal Needham. It told the story of Crew Jones, Bill Allen, a scrappy... Young? So this, this crew Jones, you know, he's supposed to be like 16. 
in this movie? Yeah. 17? My dude was looking old. Telly two putts. He's got like bags under his eyes. He's got bags under his He's got the droopy lids. He definitely yeah. has had an eye job by now. Telly two putt. And you're the, you're the expert on this movie, but you might not know. How fucking old would you say Crew Jones was during the movie Rad? Um, I'm going to guess 28, but I, a little backstory. Yes. So this is loosely based on Eddie Fiola, who's oh, he's in the movie. famous BMS guy. Yeah. Yeah. And they had to find a guy that looked like him. And this is who they found. They because, actually made him darker. Well, oh, it's Eddie Fiola dark. So it's just like very similar to Johnny Cash when, or, or, um, any, any biopic you want to get a guy because the person's so well known, much like Eddie Fiola. Who's just a household name. Everybody would recognize him if they saw him. It's important to get a guy that looks exactly like Eddie Fiola or else you just can't make the movie. Just don't, why even try? Yeah, pretty much. Um, they made him darker and they yes. dyed his hair. Oh, interesting. Okay. So 28, you have crew Jones being 28 when he's supposed to be 16. Ed Daly. We just did this recently for the movie summer school where we found out, um, Larry, the stripper, who was supposed to be in high school, he was supposed to be 17, was 29 years old. Uh, Ed Daly, Crew Jones from Rad. You just you just saw it this week. Yeah, I would say he's a contemporary of Larry. I, I'll say he's 29. 29. I would have guessed about that, too, in the, in the 27, 28, 29 range. Actually, born November 7th, 1962. Crew Jones, only a sprightly... 24 year old playing an old ass looking 24 year old playing yeah. 16 in the movie to get some rad. Um, what else about this movie? Uh, it's, it's all, it all builds up to them riding hell track. Um, so, uh, the well, bad the guy, of like course, the first Olympic gold like, medalist. It's the Bart Connor paper boy playing Bart Taylor. Always kind of funny when they take somebody that's like well-known and they just use, give them the same first name just so you're sure that it's, uh, it's the same guy. Um, the he movie was, really was panned, good. then bombed and disappeared despite being a perfect relic of feel good eighties underdog drama. Ed Daly would agree. Rad never quite cracked the cult film canon either. It's very hard to find. Uh, the movie lived on instead in the hearts of minds of BMX diehards who made it a blockbuster rental staple and then passed around bootlegs for years. A Guardian investigation into 10,000 movies on the Rotten Tomatoes database found Rad to be the film with the greatest discrepancy between critical reception and fan love. It has retained prominent boosters. Uh, okay. What do you guys think? Rotten Tomatoes, Telly Tupac. What do you What do you think the audience score versus the critics score is on the movie Rad? We already know there's a big discrepancy. What are your thoughts? I'm going to say 95 for the audience and 20 for the critics. Ed Daly, your I, scores. I read, I read this uh, this weekend yes. because. I've had thoughts on the movie as so I was like, what, what did critics say about it? And they, they agreed with me. This got a, this got a goose egg from the credit critics. <laughs> it's no, it's got, it's a it's well, it's 44%. No, no, no. The original, I, I saw it was zero versus like 92, oh. 92. 
Well, I have it. I'm just looking right now, and it says 90% with the audience versus 44 with the critics. But there it are was only originally a goose egg. I remember there are only nine reviews, and they can go back and review it after. Let's see if but there's the, a, yeah. the original. It was only five, and they all right. gave it bad reviews. Right, Rad fits so snugly into Needham's ovure that the that it's unclear whether the movie is an excuse for the eight minute BMX montage that opens Rad, or he's just lazy about setting up the slobs versus snobs beats in his thirty year old teenagers in high school magnum opus. Um, yeah, it made me want to go out and get a BMX bike. That's for sure. The, uh, Probably a PK I, Ripper. I read this review from the New York Times. Teenagers may not split f- from the music or ache from the dialogue, but anyone over 20 beware. You're willing to sacrifice a solid future for a bicycle race, says the hero's mother. It's very self-destructive. If only he had listened to mom. <laughs> well, he could have taken... Why, why was he required to take the... First of all, why was he taking a makeup SAT? With the SAT and then... But this this is the thing. In other situations where they have the conflict with the mom, he had one conversation where he's like, yeah, well, here's the deal. I'll take the SAT at a different time. I promise. Yeah. She's like, OK, you got me there. <laughs> that was it. That was the whole conflict. Right. Well, he's like, maybe in six months. <laughs> like what? Right. I'm sure they offer him all different times. And, you know, when you couldn't hear us, you were plowing ahead. The first... 10 minutes of the movie, it was like the, the video game Paperboy. That's just great. Delivering papers to people being all mad. Hey, it's supposed to go on the porch. And then he's high-fiving the uh, the garbage man. Like, is that on the route that you're supposed to hand it to a garbage man mid, no, they, mid-journey? They toss, one, they toss one to a guy in a fishing boat. And it's the USA right. Today. Are they just giving away papers? I thought USA Today only existed in in hotels. Right. Well, it didn't back then. I used to deliver papers and there's a very specific list of who they go to, right. the people he that subscribe. Like fire truck. Don't they have to focus? Somebody's going to be reading the newspaper as they fight fires. What, why would you deliver it to a fire truck? He delivered one to a fire truck and then he pulls up next to a dumpster and he flips one to the to or oh, yeah. f- uh, to a trash truck and he He's flips like, Give me a hand. Right. He flips one to the driver and he fucking rides. He rides the dumpster up over the fence. And at one point, one of the guys rolls off the roof of a car and only the kids in the car notice. But the mom must be drunk or something. She didn't notice that there's a guy. She hit a bike. (laughs) What's let's talk about the uh, their interaction with the cop. You guys missed the greatest opening line ever in a movie. Oh, I, no, I, wrote, I wrote it down. It says, let's walk this sucker. That's the first line in the movie, the greatest line in the movie. Yeah, he's the only a, line. They get the papers dropped off. The three kids. One's a girl, right? That's a couple. The other two, right? Luke. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't notice. I think. Oh, so. yeah. Do not. What? Do not Google her mugshot. It is not. Oh, great. she has. Oh, no. She's been in trouble with the law. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, they. They all go to pick up their papers together and they load up their um, they load up their bags and they do the they do the over the shoulders bags. And anybody that's ever had a paper route knows that is not how you do the bags. You put the bags on the bars. It's much easier that way. Nobody does the over the shoulder things with the bags. That's just insane. That's how they did in the 50s when they used to walk. If you got a bike, you put the bags on the handlebars of your bike and that's how you deliver the papers. 
But yeah, they, he grabs all the papers and then crew looks at his, at his crew and says, okay, dudes, let's walk this sucker. Well, that, what does that even mean? They're not walking. Yeah. I, there were problems with their whole business. And then they were eating kick cereal, wearing their biking gloves. <laughs> and, and why would they all be eating breakfast together? Right. Like on a school day. Also, why would you kicks? One of the all-time worst cereals. That's what. Yeah, that's where they were. Tested mother approved. Worst. <laughs> worst. Just a, one of the all-time shitty cereals. Um, then at one point they're at the school, and one of like the preppy shitty kids is like peak yeah. peacocking all like the um, schools yeah. he got accepted to. Yeah. And he's it like was a weird. It was a weird smattering. Good schools, I think. I think they're all good schools, but UCLA. Yes. SMU, Yale, Harvard. Right. One of these things is not like the other. I mean, I'm sure it's a very good school. Right. But the school in Dallas doesn't fit in with the others. No. But I mean, I think it's supposed to be a pretty good school. Like I have right. a buddy. Who but wants to was, yeah. Yeah. Well, because we it was the heyday, right? That was when. Right. They were, but the, no, they had already gotten the death penalty by then. I think the Pony Express was done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the mongoose bike company has come to this, the, whatever shithole city. I assume this is somewhere oh, in it's Calgary. I read, I looked it up. Oh, they shot it in Calgary, but where's it supposed to be? Do, do we know? I, so here's the thing growing up. I always thought it was Colorado cause it looked like yeah. a lot of small towns, the rivers and mountains and shit. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why they had the USA today to make, make you think it was America. Right. Somewhere. right. When I got older, I thought it was Idaho or something. Right. It does look. But yeah, I'd, I'd say the best part of the movie was it's a nice looking place. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. I mean, well, looks kind of like a well, sad. Except town. for the except for the the dirty lumber yard that they were chased by Sergeant Slaughter. Right. So, so Duke Best has come to like set up for some reason. They've invested in a building and BMX track there. Oh, I just looked up that mugshot. Hell trap. Wow. Wow. She, she ran into some hard times. She looks like she's thirsty. Her, her, she looks like she's very parched. Oh, right. Maybe. It's... Oh, she was in Friday the 13th. What, what was her name? Becky. Yeah. Marta Cober. Marta Cober. Okay. Now K-O-B-E-R. I... look up that mugshot. It's now I gotta it's, look. It's troubling. Oh uh, yeah. I remember seeing her in something else, but I couldn't remember what it was. And then, Oh, and then I saw it was Friday thirteenth. Oh yeah. Oh, looks like she's getting worn out in Friday the thirteenth. Oh, she yeah. really, she really blossomed. Yeah, she she did. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm, but then it's things. Doesn't she look like she needs a glass of water in yeah. that mugshot? You know what she looks like? She looks like um, carrot top, but he's like really dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, we just can't see the steamer trunk. Right. The, He's, uh, he just shot. he has he hasn't had his whey protein in a couple weeks <laughs> and or any kind of liquids. He's like really he's trying to make weight for something maybe. Um yeah, they they one, one thing about yes. the Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Uh cop. So he comes to their home and I'm not sure what the charges are, but then he chases them and then they they ditch him on like the pile of wood and then he's like, oh, you got me. Well, he showed up at their home, so he I knows know. where they live. Like, well, that usually doesn't mean when you're in a small town, like the cop 
doesn't know who he's chasing anymore and it's over. But it was almost like a friendly game that they play that wasn't really well explained. Telly, maybe you could shed some light. Like, what's were they wanted for a crime? Because it, it seemed very easy to hide from the cop. Well, growing up in small town Colorado, um, there's not a lot of shit for cops to do. So right, right. I kind of get this. And I don't think that was anyone's home. I think that was just a little shack they hung out in. You know what? I think you're right because it was like a pretty, I think it was like just a, a shack like next to the uh, lumber yard. It was like their, yeah. their clubhouse or something still. I mean, he knew where to find them. It's a small town. I'm sure he knew where they lived. Right. Oh yeah. I guarantee that town was like 5,000 or 6,000 people. Yeah. Max, max, max. Uh, but for some reason they decide to make it like the epicenter of the, uh, BMX world. And so yeah, mongoose is, is really dangling the carrot. Bart Connor, who's got, he shows up into town and, and the parade people are, I mean, everyone is there at that parade. Well, what do they say about parade? They're like, um, they say something like all I see a parade like this. All I see is dollar signs. And I was like, what? It's just fucking some cars driving down the street. <laughs> I looked up Bart Connor. He married Nadia Colmenich. Yes, she looks. She looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's got two chicks in this movie, which is like two hundred percent more chicks than you imagine. A guy five three that rides BMX hooking up with, but and they're you know there's they look like they've. I mean, they're the hottest chicks in the town. But they. They look like outright prostitutes. Their right. age, I don't know what, what their names were, but they have to be at best late twenties. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they had the teased they are hair. Prostitutes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they did. They definitely didn't fit in the town. Um, there's, there's nothing to do in this What's place. The role of Aunt Becky is she? She's. She's a BMXer, but she just like hates him. What what is she supposed to do? I, I don't know. She's is she on the team? I don't think she's part of Mongoose, but she's there like promoting for her sponsors because she's also a BMX rider. But at some point, right. she says, "I don't, Which, I don't chase trophies or something." Right. So she doesn't race, but is I mean, what is her value to the the BMX team? She's just there. Yeah, it's not I mean, really explained. Was there for the prom, the bike prom? It's, yeah, it's it's not really well explained. Um, Telly, maybe you could shed some light. She does race. She's just there to help promote. Right, right. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. And like you mentioned, Mr. Hand is there. Uh, he must have had a gambling problem. So, it, it, and at some point, the movie takes a turn. So there's, they're like... Hey, we're having this race. It's all the best pros. It's we're going to make a million dollars off this. It's going to be on national TV. What? <laughs> what? I know there wasn't much like we were pretty star for entertainment in the 80s, but there was right. no wide world of sports. No. Never put this. No, on. no. But it was going to be a national TV thing like they were. They really saw dollar signs and there was there was. It was intimated like. Mr. Hand had some sort of sway in the town. He wasn't the mayor, but he was somebody. He was like the prominent businessman. Right. I got and he, and he hates kids. He's like, the world would be a better place with less kids. And also, every day he gets coffee from a place that's like 
87 feet from his office. Yeah, and he holds it out like, don't tip the waiter. Yeah, but he rides, he also rides a BMX bike. He rides a BMX bike from like two doors down while balancing <laughs> two cups of coffee with a tray, yes, a tray of coffee. Dude, just walk. And his double toasted bagel. Right, and his double toasted <laughs> bagel. Nothing wrong with that. I had one of those days, as a matter of fact. Um, but I don't, it just, I don't get how. What, where the money was going to come from. Like the, the, uh, but he's in on it at first. He's in on it at first. And then he takes a turn. It is. No one does. No one knows what it is. There's, there's some sort of money making endeavor that isn't explained. And I don't know what it was. I don't, but at some point, Mr. Hand is like, I'm not doing that anymore. And then he stakes crew Jones, who he hates to yeah. his race. But you're skipping over the only memorable part of the entire movie. Oh, we're talking about the dance. The prom for yeah. bikes. Yeah, the bike it's prom. Very, it, the town, they welcome all the, the pro bikers into town by uh, by having like a prom. I mean, these are like grown men. Yeah. Bart Connor, Bart Taylor, he's got two dudes on his team that are like his henchmen and they're they're twins and you know i've said it many times about adult twins i get it when they're wearing the same outfit right you guys are not allowed to dress alike and you're not allowed to be in the same place in public like you're just not it's too freaky for the rest of us like like uh tan and zan or uh, jan and zan the wonder twins they're wearing like that futuristic buck rogers outfit looking thing yes well these two yeah i think their names are lance and spence right Yes, uh, their real names are like Chad and Kraz or something. Like there's, they do have similar names. I don't. Oh yeah, Chad and Carrie. As Re- oh, oh, Rex, Rex and Rod. Wow. Rex and Rod Reynolds. Um, and these are the adult twins that definitely like to suck each other's dicks. I'm just, I'm just telling you right now. Like I could, I could. It's really the the dance scene is insane, and Bart Connor is doing some synchronized dance. Well, there's, there's a whole thing going on. Yeah, they're doing like the lambada. Like they're all, they all know the same dance, and they're doing it together. And then, uh, back Aunt Becky comes out. What up, Aunt Becky? Aunt Becky comes out with her. She brings her bike to the dance. And so does so does Crew Jones. For some reason, they're like Crew Jones is never off his bike the whole movie, except when he's waiting tables at the Italian place. They both have their bikes at the dance. And then there's like an announcer and they're like, are they going to do the bicycle boogie? (laughs) And then they come out on the dance floor and they do like flatland freestyle moves. Well, the weird thing is, I don't know. I mean, you guys, I, I was just kind of into like riding and jumping on my bike. Not like, it seems like 90% of what these guys want to do is turn their bike into a pogo stick. Yeah. There's too much hopping in this movie. A lot. They're doing, they're like standing on the seat and riding around and it's a, it's a full, it's a completely different discipline than racing. So are we supposed to believe that crew Jones is like a trick guy or is he a bike dance guy? It's very confusing. I I got dancer out of it. Yeah. And they played send me an angel. That was the only song I recognized. They had to, they had probably had to spend a lot of money licensing that song. Yeah. There was, but it was, it was probably cost big dollars. That was a big hit. Um, what else? 
What, what well, and then he, yeah. and then he, Aunt Becky's buying what crew is selling and yeah. then he races off and i was wondering like did he not want to reveal that? that he had a boner or what well, what was that? this this exactly. whole and this whole time he's trying to hook up with katie from school and i gotta be honest katie's pretty busted like it's not no Wait, is katie the one who looks like carrot no 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 that's that's his friend that he rides with. He's got some chick at his school okay. that that wants nothing to do with him. And he will not. He's like, hey, you like this trick? And he's like doing indos in front of her and stuff as she's walking home from school. And she's like, get the fuck out of here, loser. And then Becky comes to town and she's way hotter. And he's like still not sure. Like it takes a while. They have to jump their bikes into rivers and stuff before uh, before he realizes that Becky's his thing. Yeah, no, Ed nailed it. He's not a boner. Going for sure. swimming fully clothed. That was weird. No. Yeah. You creep over it. His first date, he takes her ass sliding. Yes. Yeah, no, I was going to ask you. So they, they allude to it earlier. They foreshadow because his two, the, the, his buddies that he delivers papers with are like, hey, we're going ass sliding. Nothing more fun than going ass sliding. You ready to go ass sliding? He's like, I can't. I, you guys go ahead. I won't go ass sliding. So they allude to ass sliding. And I'm like, what the fuck is ass sliding? And then they show it later. He's like, do you want um, Aunt Becky's like they're walking their bikes. And she's like, it's so beautiful here. I bet you guys have a lot of fun or something. And he's he's like, you want to see some real fun? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, follow me. And then they jump on their bikes and they go like, wants to have some wet jeans. Yeah. They go, they go riding through some woods and stuff. And then they're like, they're jumping. They're going like riding through um, playgrounds and like jumping off the, the tilt a wheel. And they're doing all this shit, bunny hopping everything. And then they show them and they're like, it's like a water slide. It's like a concrete water slide. That's like 20 feet long and they, she like lays in front of him and then they just slide down into a river fully clothed. Like, you know, and if you look around, yeah, it's fall. Yeah, it's fall. In Calgary, that water had to be 34 degrees. Freezing. Like, freezing. Freezing. So, but then... Freezing. Then they're looking for hot chocolate, but it's like, dude, you guys almost killed yourself by, by log fluming it fully clothed in ass lighting. It's, it's just not a lot of bang for your buck in terms of a, a, a of an interesting, exciting thing to do. No. Yeah. 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 Ass lighting. I mean, that, that was the Arizona thing. Right. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, I know they do a lot of that at the Pike house in Tucson. But I think it's a different kind of ass sliding down there. Um, so that finally we get to the. Oh, so hold on. So then this was the race I thought was the, right. The, the movie was. over. So they they lay, they lay it out kind of convoluted. They're like, hey, we got all the top pros in the world coming there. And like they're at the city council meeting or something. And the townspeople are like, well, hold on. What about our local boys? Our local boys should get a chance to to race. Which is insane on its face. It's like if the Olympics are coming to your city, you don't get to go petition the mayor so your son can do the pommel horse. Right? Like these guys are professional bike riders. You don't you don't just get to you, at the Tour de France. 
doesn't have a doesn't go out to the Champs Elysees and pick out a couple kids that are riding their ten speeds around and go, hey, hop in. You with the baguette, you're in the race. All right, like it's it's crazy. <laughs> this is so dumb. But they're like, okay, they work it out. Um, the the mongoose guys like, okay, I'll give ten thousand dollars and we can have one local qualifier in the race. And so then they have like a series of heat races that is very confusing. Crew Jones get, and also it's not on a regular track like they're riding down creek beds and they're like pedaling down grass hills and shit like why couldn't the qualifying race also be at the hell track did that strike you guys as odd I didn't know what was going well, on at this point yeah. Telly, you are you with me on that? Like, why were they riding down, riding like along the riverbed and through like fucking rock gorges and shit when they had a perfectly good BMX track in their town? I don't know, but that that track, the I don't know, the the X Games one through the woods was kind of cool. Yeah. And I don't I, maybe they wanted to save how how track for the TV. And j- it, right. And just just so you know that Cruz like not a pro or he hasn't really raced that much t- before they put him in like the Dominic Hoshik, Chris Osgood style, like cage goalie helmet, uh, probably because they were in Calgary. They're like, Hey, we're here in Calgary. Let's get him a helmet. And they just fucking, there was just, they're lousy with those goalie helmets up there. So he was riding in that. And now I need something explained to me because it's like a series. You amass a series of points in these heat races and whoever is like, does the best overall in the three races moves on to the finals. So crew gets third in the first race and then he gets second in the second race. And then in the third race, he also gets second. And so that, that makes him what's that? Didn't he win? No, I think he got second. I got, I think you got telly. You've seen this movie more times. He got second, right? Yeah. So, and so what they had to do was finish in the top three of each qualifying heat and move on. Right. So he, so he did. And then, so he got third, second and second racing with like a bunch of like local privateer racers that are trying to get in this big race. No, No, it was with the pros because, because his buddy had broken against the Melendez brothers and, and Bart and. Oh, Oh, Bart was in that. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, Bart was in the first one. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, so he finishes third, second, second, which qualifies him for the big race at Hell Track with all the pros. Why? He didn't even get first one time. Why were they immediately so freaked out? They're like, you got to beat this kid. You be- Look, we, we better not let him race. Like, they're so worried about him. What gave them any idea that crew Jones was even going to compete. Why would we think that he would be one of the better races racers in the big race if he didn't even win one of the heat races? But also why, again, why did Mongoose sign off on this? Because the president was an idiot. He immediately like was freaking out. And then he offered crew a contract to cheat. Yeah. To, to, to throw the race. He could have been made a pro, which pretty good deal like he was it was unlikely he was going to win the race anyway they're offering you a contract you love to ride bikes right why not do it ride a bike for a living and he turned it down why crazy what what is happening it's crazy it's crazy Uh, a little side note about you know when he wrecked during that race yeah and it it was an actual like wreck 
and it was Eddie Eddie Fiola does all of his Drew Jones's stunts. Shut, and shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he, he knocked himself out. The he Eddie got knocked Fiola. out. I did like how they, I did like how his buddy like bent a wheel, and they're like, "Oh, that's it for you. Fuck off. Just get another wheel, dude." There's fucking million people with bikes here. I'm sure you could borrow a, a wheel. Bikes there. Right. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you got one front rim yeah, because, that's bent. Yeah. Because he, he was still alive technically in the heat. Right. But then they looked at his tire and it's like, yeah, sorry, buddy. That's it for you. That's the end. <laughs> and then, and then he also takes Aunt Becky back to the lake. Cause we haven't had enough of the lake yep. scenes. And then, uh, then, the mongoose guy and his henchman Elliot keep moving the goalposts. Right. So at first you need a, they just say you need a sponsor kind of vague because he could get Chico's bail bonds to buy him a Jersey and he could be like, all right, I got a sponsor kind of vague. So he then he makes up his own sponsor because he wins 10 grand in the first race. So they do some kind of like homework trade thing to get people to dye shirts. Very convoluted. I don't know why that was necessary. But he like starts his own company, Rad Racing. And then they're like, actually, you need to have um, a sponsor give you $50,000. Which doesn't make any sense at all. And then we all. know who's going to come through. Town's big businessman, well, Mr. Hand. I didn't know that was going to happen. I was surprised by that. Mr. Hand steps up and pays the, pay, pays the difference on what he wasn't able to raise. But... Crew was being a real bitch about it. Like he was ready to quit. He's like, I can't race anyway. I'm just going to go take my SATs or whatever. Like he throws his, he throws his bike on the back of Becky's S 10 blazer. And also Becky's got a sponsor. Like, couldn't she call her sponsors and be like, Hey, this fucking kid's up and coming. You know, you might want to take a look and see if, you know, just, just lace him out for this one race and see if it works out. But no, Mr. Hand steps up. I think she's with Mongoose. And the only reason why I say that because that last outfit, right? She's wearing the mongoose one. I thought, I thought, she, yeah, I thought she was with mongoose too. At one point, she she talks him into racing, and then they share an ice cream cone, and not share an ice cream cone in the way you do with your chick, where you're like you're licking the ice cream cone, and your chick's like, "Hey, let me have some of that ice cream cone," and you're like, "Sure," and you hand her the ice cream cone. Becky, Aunt Becky is tonguing it from one side and crew is literally on the other side of the cone. They're both licking the same ball of ice cream cone. And I don't, I don't know if this is the COVID talking. It's, we just live in a different world than 1986, but I feel like even in 1986, I don't see two people licking on the same ice cream cone at the same time. Like they were, did, that, did you guys think that was weird? I, I got the feeling that was a stuntman trying to add a sensual scene. Right. That's a Hal Needham. Right. Like, all right, we need something really yes. sexy. And like, it just wasn't working. <laughs> um, and then you get to the final race and I was very confused by the final race. So the final race goes on. It's hell track. It's all pros and um, crew crew Jones. And so, did you notice the guy with the like the mohawk helmet with yes, the horn? Yes, that's Eddie Fiola. Shut up. The announcement is Eddie Fiola. I know. Yeah, I know. It was all pros. And there was a guy with a full thick mustache. Yeah, there were like yeah, that's four. Hollywood. Yeah, that's Hollywood Mike. 
Hollywood Mike. There were like 40 year old dudes racing BMX. But these all, all the other riders, it was just Bart Connor and crew because all the other riders are trash. Crew fell. Yes. And was st- still able to pass 80 percent of the riders within like four seconds. Yes, he fell. And then Bart Connor, Bart Taylor has a huge lead. And for, for some reason, stops and waves crew up to him. Well, well how about no? How about when crew did the backflip to to get into second place? Yeah. And the announcer goes, Hulk Hogan, eat your heart out. Yeah, what's what was that? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> It was insane. Yeah, I had to pause it when I heard that. Yeah, that. You know that typical Hulk Hogan move where he flips on his bike, <laughs> his third bike, into second place. I will say this: when he when he executes the flip, I thought it was kind of a nice nod to women's empowerment. Because what do we know? Aunt Becky Christian is her character's name. She teaches him that flip. He's he's trying to flip his body around, and she's like, "Dude, you got to lead with your head. You got to look back." Oh, yeah. He should have raced. It's weird that she didn't race. Right. Why wasn't she racing? She doesn't chase trophies. But uh, eventually, Crew does prevail. Like he. Uh, he doesn't. He would have lost. He did. There, It's like a dead heat, and he does a 360. That's like a guy sliding into first base. Yeah. Doing yeah. a 360 <laughs> would make you come in second. Yeah, no, it's insane. You know, it's stupid. But also, he would have lost because. Bart Taylor waited for him. Can you imagine Usain Bolt being like eight yards from the finish line and then just stopping so that Tyson Gay could catch up to him and then he could well, just he run. He the- did in 08 when he clowned them all. He like stopped and turned to the camera. Yeah. Um, Bart stopped because the two other Cobra Kai's took him out. Remember? Yes. The two Cobra Kai's made him crash. Oh, they did? No, he crashed yeah. them. Right? No, Lance and Spence gotten them. Yeah, Lance clipped him. Oh, they did. Rex and Rod. Oh, sorry. But, but then he, but no, then he comes back and he's in the lead, and they go through the little tunnel thing, and, and they're like, "Waits in the woods." Yeah, they're like, "Bart Taylor is stopping. He wants Crew Jones to catch up." Like he's he he regains the lead and then just like hangs back so Crew can catch up with him. It's insane. It's so stupid. Um, okay, important That's question. Important question. I'm going to put this out to the group. Who amongst everybody in the movie Rad is the loudest comer? Who's that loud comer? Coming all over. Friend of the show, Telly Tupac. You've seen this movie many, many times. You are the expert when it comes to this movie. Who... In the movie Rad, is the loudest comer. The the drunk, uh, old, disgusting mongoose owner. The, the guy that right. the main guy. Bill. Best? Was Duke, best? Duke Best. Duke Best. Best. I could picture him being a very loud comer. He gets very angry. And also he's drinking scotch at the track, which is kind of, he comes up to, and he's like. Oh, he's drunk. He's like, you better win this fucking race, you piece of shit. Like, he's the best rider in the world. Won't he go to the next best team? It's like if Lewis Hamilton doesn't win a race, they don't, like, fire him. 
He wins right. almost every your history, kid. Right. He, he came in second. He wins almost every race. Like he's gonna he's not gonna win every single one. If he loses one, he'll probably win the next one. Um Ed Daly. A lot of loud comers in this movie. Who was who's the loudest comer? I was tempted to go with the old man in the first scene who's like, it belongs on my porch. Yeah, he would be a loud comer. I feel like he's it, he's shooting dust I, these days, though. Yeah, but it, it's going to be Bart Connor. Yeah. I mean, just just the scene, the dance scene, the synchronized dance scene. I, I sent you a little clip of it, Brian. Yeah. And uh, he he's just he's way into the styling of everything that I got to think he's a loud comer, a performing performance art kind of guy. Um, yeah, I could see that. I could, well, he's a Ed. He's a gymnast. That's right. So he's coming off of the high of LA 84, right? LA 84 with his buddy, Mitch Gaylord, Peter Vidmar, like no Soviets that year. They got to do work. Um, I got to go with either Rex and or Rod Reynolds. I feel like these two get together. They get out the oils. They, it's kind of like the Corsican brothers, like one, <laughs> if something happens to one of them, the other one feels it. So it's kind of like the stranger. They just sit next to each other. They get out that, co- <laughs> they get out that coconut oil and they just Rex starts working rods, rod and rod starts working Rex's rod. And it's, it's like a <laughs> twofold, just extreme loud coming extravaganza rex and rod reynolds chad and carrie hayes the loudest comers Who's that loud comer? okay dude let's talk about how much money this movie made because it can't be very much and then then we'll brent look at look at your phone i sent you a picture of bart, bart connor and nadia coleman each with their oh their kid Ooh, oh nadia looks good yeah she looks great She's in her 60s the kid, the vest. Who dresses their kid like that? I mean, it's when you tell your son, you know, we're going to some sort of red carpet wow. situation. Wow. Yeah. It's a problem. Also, like, she looks great. She looks very natural. Her hair is yeah, good. really good. She's got nice boobs. She's very fit. She looks great. Bart Connor's got like a doing something yeah he's really he's got the face really pulled back he's doing the glasses so you can't he's got like the low-key like um sunglasses on so you can't see his eyes because he's he's got a lot of wrinkles probably right it's a tough tough look for old uh for old bart connor but good for nadia she's she's looking great no she looks amazing uh trivia the name crew short for cruiser which his what? friends oh. call him several times. I was wondering that. Does the mom call him Crew? However, Crew Jones' real first name, Christopher, <laughs> uttered once by his mother in the movie, Talia Shire, consistently being the biggest bummer in every movie she's in. And not her fault, obviously, because this these are the roles she played, but Godfather, <laughs> Rocky. I, I couldn't get why she was so bad in this, because... Like I was when I was looking into it, this was her first production with the Rocky Bunny. Yeah, and and her husband was running. The her show. husband was a producer. 
Yeah, and so this was her first one because I listened to a podcast with Eddie Fiola. He was talking about it. Of course you did. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you did. And Eddie Fiola. So the movie's never been released ever. And then any any copies of it were stolen from Blockbuster, right? And just made and so they've been trying to get they've been trying to get her to release the rights to it, and apparently she sold it to her son. For $85. Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Well, apparently he has it. Wow. But well, now, it's on, now it's on digital. Like, you know, I sent you that thing. I think it came out like a month ago, digital. Yeah, it's on It's on Amazon Prime. Um, luckily, I Ed, found, I found a bootleg copy Ed Daly was able to find me a Brazilian bootleg on Facebook that I watched. Um, and you, Telly just said it. Despite petitions, this film has never officially been officially released on DVD or Blu-ray until vinegar syndrome announced that they restored the film in 4k and would release it in both Blu-ray and 4k format. So maybe that's what we're seeing now. Maybe they, maybe they had to make it good. Do you think is this similar to the, um, to the Sinbad genie movie Shazam, which has also been scrubbed from the, Cultural consciousness, much like rad, not on DVD or Blu-ray, unable to be found anywhere just because nobody wants to admit that it, it happened or exists. Um, filming was delayed because the hell track starting ramp was so high. None of the riders wanted to go down it. And even the pros wouldn't do it. Right. The ramp was cut down to a 25 foot tall version. BMX plus did a magazine did an article on this well it was pretty steep uh original title of the film was balls out mm. interesting mm. interesting would have been a fun name but mm. uh as telly the the world's foremost rad historian let us know the character of crew is loosely based off of eddie fiola who did most of bill allen's stunts in the film rod and, oh i thought these looked familiar Rod and Rex's dance suits were borrowed from the movie V. <laughs> v, that's when the aliens come and they look just like us, but they eat rats. Oh, my God. Do you guys remember V? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the green blood? Yes. I thought those suits looked familiar. Um, the only song that was in the movie and wasn't on the soundtrack was the Charm King song. Caught oh, who cares? Um... When it came time to film the hell track scenes, it was fall. People were asked to remove their jackets to make it look like summer and leaves on the trees were painted green. During the filming, none of the stunt riders were able to complete one entire lap of hell track. The race scenes were filmed one section at a time, five times over before filming the next section. The footage of the complete hell track race took two weeks to film. They put some money into this. Uh, Bill Allen crew has since written a book called my rad career. I can only imagine it's on telly two putts nightstand as we speak. Uh, Eddie Fiola does the stunt work for Lori Laughlin when crew and Christian ride in the park. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. How much did it cost to make this? What do you guys think? Yep. He he also, when they did the dance, he did. He was Lori Laughlin. Unbelievable, Eddie Fiel, which you learned on that podcast you listened to. Um, well, and Bart, 
another side note, Bart Taylor, they only shoot him from the waist up because he can't run. He had a torn ACL. Shut up. Wow. Interesting. Uh, This came out March 28th, 1986 shot in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, doesn't have the budget, which is unfortunate. I feel like it was had a pretty decent budget. You know, what's the budget? Well, they spent 11 million on it. Wow. Whoa. Cumulative worldwide gross. $2 million. Massive, massive flop, but cult classic. I mean, it's gonna, it stands the test of time. Um, alternate, oh, scenes included in the final airing on the Canadian cable movie station, super channel, but absent from the home video version, a short sequence actually made up of three different scenes right after the confrontation at the, uh, who cares? Luke is sitting at the, uh, who cares about that? Uh, okay. Anything else to add? Telly two putt. This is, I actually, unlike Ed Daly, I rather enjoyed the movie rad. I thought it was pretty good. It's no worse than any of those other movies that basically did the exact same thing in the eighties. Um, I enjoyed it. No, I, I beg to differ. We're, we're going to do North shore soon. I think that was a great movie. Um, well, I haven't seen that in, in equally as long, so I'm excited to, to watch that as well. Telly two put anything else to add rad, the movie rad that you got us to review anything to add. Well, Hey, yeah, I watched it so many times, and that's why I've been in love with Lori Laughlin my whole entire life. So, oh yeah, she's a babe. She's a. Yeah. I mean, I've, she's due to go on soon to go on House Arrest, and as I've made clear many times on the show, welcome to spend her House Arrest on my couch. Anybody knows Lori, Aunt Becky, Lori Laughlin, my couch is available for any type of scoopage during your house arrest. Ed Daly, your thoughts. You like this movie, obviously. Anything else to add? Tally, I like you, but uh, you've recommended the two worst movies we've oh, ever I done. I disagree. I, just, I mean, oh, he's, definitely recom- he de- he's definitely recommended the worst movie we've ever done, which is Howard the Duck. We did one recently that really sucked ass, though. What was that? Not Armageddon. I mean, Armageddon was shitty too, but not as bad as Howard the Duck. No, no, Armageddon Horrible. wasn't nearly as bad as this. No, but what was it? What was another one we did recently that was almost as bad we as did, Howard? We've done some bad ones, but this is this is. I mean, Red Dawn was really. Bad. Oh, Red Dawn, horrible. Red Dawn is worse than Red. Oh, I love that movie. Red Dawn is worse than Red. Much worse. Red Red had some moments. Rad hinged on the the race at the end, and the end of the race was he lost. Right, but he did win, right? I mean, they gave him the win, but right. he lost. Right, the race. yeah, because he did a three sixty. Yeah, uh, okay, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm glad we did it for special guest of the show, Telly Two Putt. For Ed Daly, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 334 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Plus, you know, talking loud, comments, conundrums, my brothers. Reviewing some movies and shows and the others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot.
listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller, and you know the show is so flawless, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller, listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller, and you know the show is for all us, TBLS.